1: Welcome to Talk Tennis, super excited to do a podcast with the playtesters and we're here to talk about 2021 product. So I have Chris, Tiffany, Troy, and Brittany, and we've got a cameo from one of our playtesters on this call as well. So name the playtester and you might win something special from us at Cheetah but Can I you just make wanna... his
2: head
1: bubble. <laughs> nice. <Hey. laughs> uh, to jump right in. I'm going to ask the play testers a fun little icebreaker to get them chatting. So if you could take any part of any tennis players game, who would it be? And what would you take? Troy, start us out.
2: Oh man. You're going to make me go first. <laughs> um, I think for me, it's pretty obvious, but. I think I just would have to take um, Rafa's like competitive spirit, like fighting spirit, mental toughness. Just you know, he's got to be like, if not the greatest competitor of all time in tennis, and maybe in all individual sports, he's just he's just a freak when it comes to mental toughness. So that's what I'm going with.
3: Nice, Britt. What about you? It can be past or present, right? Yes, past or present. All right, I did think about this yesterday. And you gave us a little heads up, but. You did um i i was trying to think what i really wanted in my <laughs> improved and it's gonna surprise you i'm picking pete sampras serve i feel like if i my serve's the first to break right. down and like if i had just that thing solid serve to get three points nice. i'm gonna take it <laughs> hey but say. if you had
2: if you had sampras serve your ground strokes may never have gotten as good as they are now
3: True, that's why I want them now and not
4: before <laughs> True oh. that. Uh Tiff, what about you? I gave this a little thought too, and I'm actually gonna go with uh Martina Hingis's just her smarts, on court smarts and tactics and uh yeah, because I just love how she plays, always with some variety. Totally.
1: And her longevity and like physical health, all that. She's awesome. Chris, who you got?
0: Well, I did some research to see um, if any of the pros had a history in thumb wrestling and had a really strong thumb, <laughs> <laughs> that's, just a, that's been a recent issue of mine. <laughs> Couldn't find any data on it. So then I went down, um, a, a different route and, um, like Brit actually, for me it would be a serve. I mean I haven't had a big serve since I blew my shoulder out in college. So, um, yeah, I'd go probably with like Phillip surf Nice A flipper.
4: Yeah. Just
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> God.
4: Also not a bad serve there. (laughs) I
1: did a little thought and the only player that kept popping up in my head is Roger.
0: (laughs) But
1: what I want is his mental stability and like his ability to always be so even keeled and just be such a nice human at all times, even when he's super pissed. So Well, with that being said, let's talk about some sneak peeks. Do you guys want to start with rackets or shoes?
3: Let's do rackets.
1: Rackets. Okay. So there's been a lot of brands sneak peeking a bunch of the new rackets. But let's start with one that was launched today or given a sneak peek. And we'll start with the Yonix Core Rackets. Who wants to dive a little bit deeper into this line? Britt, I know you always do such a good job of keeping us organized. So I'm gonna <laughs> lean on you to start the conversation.
3: Yeah, um, Yonix announced today the vCores are launching um, in January. So we got our samples in about a week ago so i know the play testers have all been starting to hit with them um we will be play testing the 95 the 98 and the 100. uh for me i've hit with the 100 so far and i'm always me, me and tiff are always fans of the yonix 100 square inch head sizes i actually used the v core 100 s which was about uh, 10 years ago now so i did have a history with the v core before i moved over to the E-Zone line. Um, and what I found right off the bat was just easy power, easy spin for me compared to my E-zone. I just got a little bit easier power with a little bit less effort, easier depth, but then at the same time, maybe slightly less control for me. Um, but otherwise it was, it's such a fun racket. I, I've just been, uh, actually I played points and, uh, practice with it and it, I really like it. So I'd say, uh they did a good job on this update for the, the 100. Nice. I also
1: want to bring up the cosmetic. Cause I know as an office, we're kind of split. It's got that red kind of call out that we're used to seeing in that line. And then a little hit of blue. So Chris, I know you and I like the blue and I know we've talked about the second we started hitting with it. We liked it even more. Talk to me a little bit about your experience so far hitting these rackets.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought the blue was really eye-catching. It kind of makes the racket stand out, especially from previous versions. It uh, does seem to be a bit polarizing. Um, you're either correct and you like it or you're incorrect and you don't. Um, <laughs> and then I, I took him outside too. And when you hit him outside in the sun, um, I mean, we do so much role play testing and indoors on the t indoor court. But when you get him out in the sun, I thought the cosmetic looked really good and the blue was really nice and eye-catching. Um, you know, between points, it's It was pleasing to my eye, like looking at it. Uh, I've hit the 95, probably the most so far. Um, Really like that one. And it was interesting to hit that one after we finished up by testing Mark Skiron's customized um, 95 Unix. So that was kind of cool to then hit this new latest version. Um, The 98, again, I think it offers a lot of what the 95 does, but it's a bit more forgiving, a little more user friendly. Um, And then the 100, I haven't used quite as much as as the others, but um, that one, it's got that really sort of traditional big sweet spot that you get from from you know yonex so that one i liked hitting too but yeah i really like the look of them so i'm I'm a fan
1: (laughs) nice tiff what do you think so far first impressions
4: well i've hit mostly the 100 i hit the 95 just a little bit and the 95 is just um a little out of my my comfort zone so like the 100 i really liked it's really easy to use like most um 100 square inch Yonex rackets could power. I thought that this version felt more comfortable than the the previous version. I liked the feel of this one a little bit more. The one thing for me, and it wasn't an issue, but it, for some reason, it felt like the handle from me, the, uh, the handle to the, where the hoop started felt a little bit longer. And I think I, w- I would just held it up to my racket. And I think since I've been playing more with my racket lately, it, it was actually about a half inch of it, maybe not a half inch, but a quarter inch of Of difference in the length of the handle and the throat compared to my racket and so that was a little bit to get used to for me but really wasn't an issue uh, once I hit for about five minutes so enjoying the power level easy depth um, I'd like to try it with some other strings too so Mm -hmm. and then Troy I know
1: we're kind of coming back from that knee injury, but I know you've hit him a little bit and then you're our resident like go-to guy to talk about which pros are endorsing what. So talk to me about your first impressions and let us know who you can expect to be hitting with this racket in 2021.
2: Yeah, um, just a few hits so far with the 95, um, but uh, seems like it'll be a pretty easy transition coming from the previous version. Uh, The specs seem to line up pretty closely and uh it's got a great amount of uh feel control uh wait so where where did chris go
3: (laughs) we lost chris okay he's like i'm bored bye
4: (laughs) coffee break i think um
2: should we just keep it going
4: keep it going okay (laughs) real
2: life (laughs) yeah all right but uh yeah the 95 uh Lots of feel, lots of control. Back when I was using the, um, when I used to play with the V-Corp Pro 97 330, uh, what's up, Chris? I'm back. <laughs> but, uh, back when I was using the v Pro 97 330, the 95 was definitely a switchable racket for me, uh, just because of that control and that precision. Um, I just think it needs a little doctoring up, you know, a little. Little customization kind of like Marcos does. Um, but uh good fill and frame. a uh, little bit of hits with the ninety eight and one hundred, those things, I love them just because they're like spin monsters. They kind of have that pure arrow spin potential. But like Tiff mentioned, um, they do have a little bit more comfort, a little bit more dampening. And then I think also compared to the previous version, maybe that um that VDM and the handle, the vibration dampening mesh, uh is giving a little more comfort as well. So really in the Spin potential, but also a little bit of feeling comfort too. So those are nice. But uh yeah, out on tour. Um I, I believe we're, you know, expecting uh Shapovalov Shapo to be going into the ninety-five. Um, you know, our our team T dub guy, Marcos, you know, I, I don't know if he's getting test samples yet or not, but maybe eventually switching into the, the new version. And then um as far as other players out there, you have like Kerber on the WTA tour, uh Caroline Garcia. Uh, both in the in the hundred version, so look forward to see what they look like out on the TV and the hopefully in the bright sun of the Australian Open coming up next year. Nice.
1: Let's keep it rolling. And
3: oh, Brittany, can I yes. add one more thing? Yeah, um, we will. I just found out today that we will be having our first ever Yonix racket message board play test. Woo! So we'll be getting um, a, a small sampling of V cores for message boarders to play test. I'm not sure exactly when we'll get them, so by the time this areas, it may have just started or it's about to start, but exciting. So we'll get some we'll get them in the hands of some message boarders to get some feedback too. So. Nice. Okay. That's awesome. And then one of their
1: strings is launching soon. We've been testing and testing on the message board and all that. So Yonix Poly Tour Rev. And I think Chris and I are play testing that one. I know I have <laughs> gotten a few different string setups or tension setups in my racket. But stay tuned for more on that. And then let's jump right over to Dunlop. I'm actually going to have Troy start this out because I feel like the CX line is like a Troy line of rackets, at least the 1820, the 202 or 1820 with the leather grip. Talk to us about these rackets.
2: Yeah, um, just uh, the rackets just all about control and feel to me. Um, I think personally, the, the I've used previous versions of this racket, the new update, um doesn't wander off uh, from those ones very much at all you know really nice update pretty similar to the last one maybe a little bit crisper for me a little more pop Mm -hmm. but uh it's still a a really low-powered controlling frame uh but just superb feel that's the thing is just uh, the feel on contact i don't think i think between the the 200 uh 1820 and maybe like the phantom 93p those are probably like the most, uh, feel oriented rackets on the market for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, this one's definitely the spec of it is definitely kind of that platform racket. You know, it's, it's just because of that really low swing weight. It's like in the the teens or whatnot. Mm-hmm. For me, it definitely needs head weight. So it needs more plow through to kind of pair with that really low powered thin beam ultimate feel. So great filling racket, uh, but definitely something that is just a great, you know, customizable frame for me.
1: Nice. And then Britt, maybe you can talk us through some of the other models because I'm familiar with the CX200 tours, but not the other ones.
3: Yeah. So we'll have the two 200 tours. We've, we've actually just wrapped up playtesting. So we'll have when they launch um, early January, January 4th will be pre-sale. Uh, we'll have videos, be reviews ready to go, but 200 tours. And then we play tested the 200. Uh, there's going to be a 400 tour we've also play tested, And then we did not play test, but um, there's gonna be a 400 as well. And then there's a couple um, lighter and oversized. I know Chris hit with the oversized, so he can kind of talk on that one. But for me, I was on the 200 and I'm kind of opposite. It's not quite my, <laughs> my racket, like what I look for out of a racket, but I always enjoy hitting with them. And um, for these, I wanna start off, I thought the cosmetics were really beautiful on this. I really liked them. Uh, the the red the red is really pretty on them and pretty masculine pretty <laughs> gorgeous uh, but for me uh, the 200 I found uh, it was easy to maneuver there was good access to spin for me I liked that there was a controlled consistent response from the string bed and the feel is a little bit more traditional but I which I I kind of like a little bit more modern feel but I had no problems. Hitting with this racket, I probably overall just prefer a little bit more power, but that's just more of a personal taste, um, especially just a little easier when I'm on the defense and can get a little bit more extra oomph on the ball. But otherwise, the 200 is just a solid, nice playing racket that I think a lot of players will like. Nice.
1: Chris, I know you've hit all of them. Did you have ones that stood out and might have been your favorite?
3: Um,
0: Well, I think, you know, as others have already mentioned, the the feel of them is Across the line, really nice and sweet. They've got a really plush, controlled, comfortable feel. Um, it's a soft feel at impact, but you don't feel disconnected, which is nice. I know other uh, rackets, you know, you can get a bit too muted when they get plush like that, but these, you're still really connected to the ball. I really enjoyed our play test of the 400 Tour. Thought it had um, some really nice attributes to it. Like it was good, easy access to power, spin friendly, still had the nice feel of control. Uh, it does come through some nice weight at the tip if you like that feeling of the tip of a racket coming through. And I was play testing it mostly two-handed at the time, um, and it, it felt great for me. And I think for a one-handed players, I would maybe tail weight it a little bit, but maybe not add as much to the hoop because it's already there. And then um, conversely, with the 1820 of the 200 tour, like Troy was mentioning, it's super whippy and fast. And I would gradually bump up the weight in the hoop of that one. Um, because I like the whippiness of it, but I wanted more stability at net. And so I would try and find that, you know, just gradually increase the weight here and there until I can get the stability I want at net without taking away too much of that cool whip from the baseline. (laughs) Um, And then the Oversize is a fun racket too. It's, you know, if you like kind of like the the blade, um, a larger blade, uh, I think that racket, or the new Phantom uh, 107G, that kind of uh, maneuverable, oversized racket that's got some flex in the beam. You can kind of feel the frame working as you, you know, hit the ball. Um, it's a really nice racket too. So yeah, nice. pretty good lineup, I think overall.
1: Awesome. Um, Tiff, I'm going to start you off with another new release. We've done a lot of chatting about this racket and we've hit it pretty, ex- or rackets, we've hit them pretty extensively, but I know you've hit a bunch of the head radicals. So give me your impressions of that new update. Well, I
4: really like the, uh how the new color of Lynx tour is popping just I mean that's purely cosmetic but it looks great in the racket um that that bright color orange Uh, I was actually on the S version of this um radical line and I liked that quite a bit it was you know it's a little bit larger head size than I typically would play with a 102 um and I'm usually like a 98 or 100 and I liked how it gave me a little bit of a bigger hitting area, but I didn't feel like I was sacrificing any control. It did have um, control. And I, I did like that. I felt that this um, radical update has a improved feel. Uh, I like the other three hundred and sixty pluses. I'm just enjoying um, a little bit better ball feel out of the, compared to, to some previous graphene versions. And um, I also felt like maybe it was a couple of versions ago um, when the MPA Radical and then the, the had cut and got the string pattern seemed to have gotten a little bit more open. I mean, way back the Radical MP was, you know, the 18 by 20. Mm-hmm. And then we went and had that really open, more open string pattern. And I felt like I wasn't sure how that was working for, I, I didn't know how it fit for a Radical. I, I missed that really control um, aspect. And I feel like that is um, here in that, in this 360 version, like the Radical control and a more flexible feel I'm definitely feeling out of this, this 360 update, 360 plus update. Yeah. Nice. And
1: anyone listening that wants to hear an even deeper dive, Britt and Chris and Jason and I recorded a podcast all about (laughs) those rackets. (laughs) So check that one out. Moving right along, a pure drive update. Um, I know we started hitting them. I have to bring up something controversial. They dropped the Pure Drive Tour Plus, and I'm—I don't know if I'm okay. Um, Chris, I know you're a former user of this racket. What do you think?
0: Well, I used the the Roddick version, so the heavier one, but in a standard length, and then mm-hmm. I went to the Pure Drive Plus. So
1: you're okay with?
0: But the... never at the same time. So I never <laughs> used the uh, Rodyk Plus or the Tour. Plus, but, um, maybe that's
2: why they, that's why they nixed it Chris. Probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> too much for me. I mean, it's like, uh, the tour I love the swing weight of it. And then the plus you get the swing weight, but in a lighter weight package, you know, lighter static weight. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a beefy racket. I think if there was one, they were going to drop maybe because they just wanted to trim the line a bit. It would be the outlier. I mean, it's, you know, it is a lot of racket <laughs> to swing. And I know Michelle, you really like, beefy swing and racket. So right in your wheelhouse, probably mm-hmm. Troy's too for swing weight. Um, yeah, but it's getting up there a little bit more of a challenging racket to use, I think, for for a lot of players.
1: Yeah. I was having a rough day on the court the other day and the racket I went straight to was the pure drive Rodic Plus. So <laughs>
2: definitely a favorite.
1: Um, Troy, have you had a chance to hit any of the new ones yet?
2: Uh, I hit the standard quite a bit, even though it came out, you know, a while back, but uh, I wasn't on the review for it, but um I kind of felt uh, similar thoughts like Jofi did over at Mm -hmm. TWE because we're not typically um, pure drive players. Mm -hmm. But, like, I was really surprised by the feel. Um, Everybody craved or crazed about how good it is on the slice, and you're like a pure drive on the slice. Like, (laughs) usually, like, a thin beam player frame is what you want, something really heavy. But uh, I couldn't agree more. Like, it just felt good on the slice. Um, I think I had the most, like, touch and feel I've ever gotten from a pure drive. But then again, I I talked to some you know other players like you and uh, that have always used Pure Drive and you know I definitely noticed a little bit difference there. But uh, for me, not typically being like a Pure Drive guy, I was impressed. Um, but yeah, I want to get out and hit the plus the regular plus version of this this line. The you know, plus
0: I, one is really nice on the slice because you got that little extra leverage to. I mean, that was one of the things I liked about with the old Pure Drive Plus on the slice was you could just kind of like flick the tip of the racket through and really get it knifing. And this new one is even better because it's got that really slice friendly response you found on the standard and it just amplifies it. So yeah, I think a
2: you're going to uh, dig it, man. A little more plow and then, you know, it'll, it'll be easy to customize and add a little weight to the handle so we can get our own tour spec going, Michelle. I know, I'll, that's I'll what I was later. talking yeah. about
1: earlier today. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Brent and Tip, you're also former Pure Drive users, but always the standard, or no, you TIFF, I know, has used the extended, right? I don't know about you, but have you guys had a chance to hit the
3: updated
4: plus or tour versions?
3: You can start to,
4: uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just jumped in there. Um, I hit just a bit with the, um, the tour version and um, I wish we had it in a quarter. I have an for me, like a, we have it in a three eighths, and then with that SynTech Pro Grip on there, it's a little bit big for my hand. Mm-hmm. So I um, wish it were a quarter, or might see me stick a SynTech Team Grip on there to <laughs> make it feel a little bit uh, um, smaller in my hand. Uh, I, you know, it's a Pure Drive, and it, the v, the feel to me on this one has that same updated feel that the um, standard Pure Drive had, but it just has that a little bit of a beefier feel. Um, that you would expect from the tour it's like a just a slight tweak to feel for me but I mean I've only hit with it uh, an hour so I'll I'll get out there and hit it some more
1: and Britt you and I were on the standard version and I know we both really liked it have you hit the extended or the tour
3: version yet Um, I haven't hit either of those yet uh, but I, from what everyone else said, I don't know if there's anything more to add. I did want to say we are place testing both the tour and the plus, so they'll be ready for their launch, which will be mid January. Uh, there's going to be no pre sale so they'll be ready to go once we get them in. And while they took away the tour plus, Babylon did add a 110 to the line. Nice. So there is going to be. So while they took away one, they did add another one. So another option out there for maybe the players that are more interested in oversized rackets. So that's all I got.
1: I think that is kind of all the rackets that we can talk about. I was gonna bring up Prince and I never know what we're allowed to say or not allowed to say. So I'm gonna lean on Chris here. Do you have anything to divulge about any new Prince rackets coming in 2021?
0: Um, yeah, there's some new ones coming. (laughs) No, um, we've got, uh, a racket called the Ripstick. So the Ripstick name is coming back and I'm not exactly sure what I cannot cannot say. So then we've got another racket called the Synergy. It's another popular uh, name. That one's uh, so the Ripstick is all about power. So if you really want to like maximize the power you're going to get and just crush heavy spin loaded groundies and serves you really like that one the synergy is a bit more of an all-court racket i think it's got some increased kind of like stability plow through from it so it's a bit more of a a player spec but still with some good pop to it um and then there's a racket we're really excited about um which play tested really well um and that one is called the vortex now they'll come out a little later in the year so i'm really giving you an early heads up on that one but um yeah all really nice playing rackets obviously we've hit them um, in prototype form, which we do with Prince and other brands, um, so yeah, just uh, waiting for the the finals to hit the market, and I, I think people will really like them.
1: And then I wanted to explain to the viewers, viewers or listeners, whatever, however you're digesting this podcast, the cadence of racket updates, and I'm going to have Troy explain this because you're pretty dialed in, but most racket updates happen every couple years. So Troy, maybe you can break it down for everyone.
2: Yeah, most of the the big brands, uh, for the most part, stick to a two-year cycle on their performance line of rackets. So, you know, for example, the Wilson Blade, you know, pretty popular line. Wilson, for example, they usually do like a two-year. So, you know, we had our 2015 Blade, then that was uh, 2017 came Countervail, and then the update after, you know, kept coming with updates like every two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Babylot tends to be a little bit slower on the updates. Um, they do like the three-year cycle, so that's why you have, you know, your current 2021 Pure Drive. Before that, it was the 2018. Um, before that, the 2015, and so forth, you know, but uh, Babylot tends to be the one that sticks to the three, most other brands around the two, and then, you know, give or take, depending on some of the other smaller niche brands when they decide to update.
1: Yeah. And Babolat started doing the single launch the summer before the update, it seems. And then they launched the rest of the family that following January.
2: Yeah. Okay. And then also with Babolat, sorry, but they, they've they gotten to the point where they actually like tapered them. So there's like an update every year, mm-hmm. but it's like strike arrow pure drive type of thing. So they got it pretty, pretty well, you know, planned and strategic, you know, the way they do it.
1: Yeah and with that being said you guys listening out there can probably assume what other racket lines are going to get updated in 2021 without us having to tell you because we can't talk about the other ones yet but when we can we will so let's move on to footwear the adidas supersonic 4 just launched at the beginning of december and Chris has playtested and spoken about that shoe extensively. There are podcasts and first impression videos. So we're not gonna waste too much time on that. Actually, we're done talking about that. But <laughs> there's also It's others. a great shoe though. <laughs> it is a great shoe. Great shoe.
3: And our sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say we will have a full play test on it. Um we're still waiting for our official samples, or I guess our playtest versions, but um That will be coming, so. Stay and the Play tuned. testers in Europe really loved it also. So
1: that's coming as well. But there's a lot of other speedy shoes that are getting updated for 2021. And the first one I want to talk about is the ASIC Solution Speed. This is going to be the FF2. So we we're saying the naming's a little confusing because it's a second version of the FF Solution Speed, but it's the fifth generation of the Solution Speed. And Chris, I know you've worn it. I've worn it. So Chris, give us your first impressions on this update.
0: First of all, I think what I like most about this update is the shoe is working with my foot better than the outgoing model. Um, I had a pair that had the popping issue. and I know some people had that when you um, went up on your toes, right? As you kind of your shoe release from the ground, the upper, Mm -hmm. the rubber would just pop back into position and it would make a pop, 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 pop as you walked off, only one shoe did it, you know, it was like pop, silence, pop. And you walk to the court. Um, This one doesn't do that. And the uppers are more flexible. Um, They're still holding up really well as far as support and durability, which is nice. And they just feel like they're moving with my foot better. Whereas the other one was really supportive and durable, but it was, you know, it was popping and clicking and doing its own thing. And I just always felt like it wasn't quite with my foot. This one, um, definitely feel like the shoes are moving with my feet and it moving around on the court feels supernatural. And then, and really, if you're, you know, wanting a speed shoe, you, you want that kind of just, they're on my feet, but I can forget them kind of mm-hmm. feels. So that definitely has that. Yeah. I'm liking them.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm assuming we're going to do a full play test on these as well. Cause I know Tiff has gotten a pair, but they're not necessarily her correct size. And I've been wearing a men's size, but it, it's hard to give complete full impression right away. With that being said, but the, they look great, and we can expect to see a bunch of athletes in them. Troy, you want to tell us who's going to be rocking them on the court?
2: Yeah, I'm assuming the, one of the fastest guys on tour, the Demon, Demon Nower. Yeah, uh, him, um, other guys on tour. No, I'm trying uh, to go fan. Goffin. Goffin. Yeah. Goffin. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a speed guy. Um, And then uh, on the women's side, I think Jen Brady's a a speed shoe player. Yeah. Yeah. So there should be a few of them out there rocking it. But uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing what it looks like.
1: Nice. And then Britt, we're going to talk about a shoe that you've gotten to play test some of the prototypes, the K-Swiss Ultra Shot 3. From what I've heard, it's
3: an amazing shoe. Boonie keeps talking about it. So tell us about that one. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to play test. I was sample size for this one. Uh, so I got to play test the two of the iterations. So I didn't get to I haven't gotten to play test the final version, but I got at least the first two and was able to kind of give a little bit of feedback. For me, um, it's a case with shoe to start off. So it's super comfortable. Uh I really love the plush cushioning underneath. Case with shoes for me typically fit wide. Um for my narrow feet. And I found this one was a little wide, but not was doable for me. It was like a, a comfortable medium fit. So I didn't feel like there was a lot of extra room in it um, for me, which is good, uh, but there's still a little bit of room. So it's not like it's, I'd say it's a generous medium, maybe medium. So I liked that. It felt very high performance for me, uh, good support and stability. Uh, the look I think is a little bit more modern than k Um, sometimes puts out a more classic style. So overall, I know both me and Boonie and Jason also got to hit with it as well. We all had very uh, high praise for it. (laughs) Nice. And
1: then more footwear. I'm not sure how much we can say about this one, but we're all expecting an update from Nike and we've seen a bunch of athletes well not a bunch like two athletes wearing new shoes that no one knows what they are so I'm going to go back to Troy on this who has been wearing new Nike shoes that are not on the market currently
2: um one for sure that I've seen playing in a Nike shoe that uh, is either a prototype or not out yet is Vika uh, Azarenka. Mm-hmm. uh one which I'm assuming you know maybe some sort of vapor type of shoe um and then I've also seen Sabalenka training in a uh, a new Nike shoe with a pretty speedy, sleek uh, profile look to it. Um, so those are the two that I've noticed so far. There may be others that you guys have seen on the tour or on the boards or something.
3: Have you guys seen any others? Are there men?
2: Okay. No. Yeah. Okay.
3: I think there was a man. I just can't remember now. But <laughs> yeah. yes, someone was bringing it up. Um, but we will be play testing those nice. <laughs> so shoes. Um, I was planning a global play test, so we'll have a nice. Um, well-rounded playtests from our Europe and Australia and all the different surfaces to give you guys the best feedback. But I think we're excited for it. I know the vapors might be uh, might be uh, a great uh, is a great shoe for anyone. So we're we're highly anticipating, and I keep waiting for my samples to arrive. <laughs> Yeah, that will be exciting. Uh, Chris, maybe talk us through a little bit of the
1: update that we've seen and how it's going to be just we're expecting it to be awesome. Say what you can say about some prototypes that you've seen coming from Nike.
0: I mean, obviously, um, we've seen the shoes. We've tried them on. Um, uh, Actually, Nike is one of the rare brands where I'm not sample size. So I wear a size (laughs) nine shoe and most brands have their samples in a size nine Nike do at 10 these days. So I know some of the other guys tried them on and got a better idea of just how they feel, but we just tried them on, um, for fit and feel. Um, and, uh, I might have to talk to the bobblehead and find out, you know, the the true download on, on how they, they're going to perform, but yeah, they feel good on the foot, just trying them on. So, um, we'll know more, obviously once we start play testing and get them out on the court. So, yeah, I'm super excited. To get a pair i'll say that they felt pretty good when i put them on tiff
1: i'm coming at (laughs) you i think we're done with our shoe chat but i wanted to see if you could give our listeners any sneak peeks into what they can expect as far as apparel trends or new collections for 2021
4: well we can just kick it off i mean we're going to expect um both Audi and our adidas and nike to release their melbourne collections um what you we can expect to see them uh their athletes wearing um at the australian open those should be launched those are are due to launch in early um in early january so then we have those so there'll be a nike we will hold there, you'll see Nike's first um, launch later in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe by the time this airs, I'm not sure, it might already be out. So those athlete styles won't be in that first launch that happens in December. So you'll have to wait until early January to see mm-hmm. those athlete styles. That's pretty typical release calendar for, for Nike around slams. And Adidas is gonna have, um, I don't know how many people out there remember the Parley collection. From a few years ago. Uh, it's not called parlay, it's um, prime blue. So, we're gonna have some, the prime blue is also recycled materials, but there'll, there'll be some prime blue apparel for them too. And then we'll see that for the, their athlete styles also release in early January. And um, then, what we're, I mean, then uh, all the other brands are gonna be out there too, coming with some new um, styles that we'll be seeing on court um, with their pros, Vila also. Um, We'll have some, and, and they don't have a hard launch date, but it will also be in January. Really strong presence from FILA now on the WTA side with Kennan and Barty and uh, Kiki, the Burtons, and Pliskova. Nice.
1: I was gonna say that a year ago this day, we had no idea what 2020 was gonna hold for us. So last year I spent the whole time asking people for like bold predictions for the new year. None of us could have, ex- expected this but now with 2021 I think we're kind of like rolling with the punches and it's we already know that the Australian Open has been pushed back so yes but what
4: is the start date it's February I thought I saw February 7th yeah
1: right. yeah depends if you're in Australia or California <laughs> <laughs> uh, did we forget anything is there anything else that we can talk about that we can give we do our I fish. was just
2: going to say, um, yeah. since you brought up Fila Tiff, is there anything that we could talk about with that Fila prototype, Chris? Uh, okay. Well, because the, the reason I say that is because i seen, like, I mean, they, they cut this out right now. <laughs> but like Tommy Hawks had it on his social and stuff like that. So, Oh, he did? Yeah. Him and um, one of the coaches, they, they had it on their social. They were already like testing it. So.
0: Okay. I'll have to have a look. But uh, yeah, as far as I know, I don't think we can share that. Okay. Although Tommy's been playing um, the uh, seniors tour, like the Invesco whatever it is. And man, he's still got a huge following. They're not even letting fans out, and all you can hear is ladies shouting,
1: Tommy! Well,
0: yeah, take your
2: shirt off.
1: (laughs) Terrif, I told you to stop yelling
4: that.
2: What the heck? I
4: know, when I came back from. Was it my honeymoon or something? I, I came back and my desktop picture had all been changed in Tommy Haas. That's not a bad thing. No.
0: I hey, wasn't know. complaining.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say we could maybe do a little sneak because I know it's already been kind of released in Europe, but uh, Lacoste, Oh, yeah. Uh, rackets and, and or shoes. I know Chris hit with the, and tiff have hit with the ra- well a bunch of us have hit with the rackets but they will be launching in still in early 2021 but uh maybe a couple like february or march so a little bit farther down <laughs> 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 and i think there's gonna be a few other things launching in march i can't remember my brain yeah. is oh also um at the head head will come out with a the Speed Black racket that uh, Djokovic is endorsing. There will be a special cosmetic, the same t- around the same time, I believe, as the Radical launch. So, I know people have been asking what racket he's been, or, or if they can get the racket he's been endorsing. So, hopefully, only a couple, hopefully only a couple of weeks longer. I'm very careful with my words. Well, to wrap this up, instead of asking for bold predictions
1: for 2021, since we have no idea what's going to happen, I wanted to do a quick fire, go to equipment with each of you guys. So go to shoes, go to racket, go to string setup. So you got it. You shouldn't need any time to think about this. So starting with
3: Brittany, go to shoe. Go to shoot. Well, my previous one was the Solution Speed FF, but I haven't got to wear the two. So I'm kind of in between there, but I've been kind of enjoying the uh, K-Swiss Hypercourt Supreme. It's a little bit wide fitting, but it's still super comfortable and I keep going back to it. So um, it's, it's currently my favorite, but I'm excited for all the new ones
4: launching. Tiff, same
3: question.
4: Probably the Hyper same answer. <laughs> <laughs> that one, yeah, uh, Hypercourt Supreme. And and then also, that's when I'm on the court, and then I go to the gym in the Hypercourt Express, too. <laughs> I mean, hey. yeah, okay. I'm all about K-Swiss comfort, and that Supreme is my favorite shoe that we've tested in 2020. Troy, go-to shoe?
2: Um, Usually it would be the Joe rez 8 as, like, my go-to hardcore tournament shoe but I ain't really doing any of that right now. So uh, actually it's the GP Turbo because I'm just going for cushion. I'm just trying to cushion the joints and the and the legs. And so GP Turbo has been my go-to now.
1: Nice. Chris, go-to shoe?
2: Um,
0: Ubersonic 4. Loving it right now. Yay. I've been hitting in that shoe um, a lot, obviously, for the first impression video we put out. And just, yeah, fits my skinny feet nicely. and Yeah, really enjoying it.
1: Nice. Mine would. Be and you, the, Michelle? Mine would be the Nike Vapor Cage Four right now. I've been trying to wrangle another pair. Love that shoe.
2: Bring out your inner Rafa. <laughs> oh, <shoot>. Vamos. <laughs> buggy whip. It,
1: it gives me a buggy whip on my forehand. Um, Go-to
3: racket, Brittany. I'm going to stick with old trusty, my e 100 uh, that got updated at the beginning of 2020. Um, have been hitting with the Prince Twist Power X100 a little bit. I know Jay switched to it um, and added a little weight. So I'm hoping, or uh, looking maybe into the future, there might be um, another Prince racket in my in my future. <laughs> but right now, EZone 100. Cool. Tiff, I know
1: you and I were debating to see who has not switched <laughs> rackets longer. <laughs>
4: What's your current go-to? TechStream Tour 100 b <laughs> Yeah, um, I just did a string review in a TechnoFiber, but I am, uh, and I, I enjoy that racket, but it, it, it's still the TechStream Tour 100 b Nice.
3: And
1: speaking of yeah. TechnoFiber, Chris, go to racket. Here's
0: the TechnoFiber TF40305. I oh, just love that racket. Such an amazing feel, so much control. Um, you got to be confident when you're on the court and you want to play well. And I feel super confident with that racket in my hands. So yeah. Loving it.
2: And you got some more plow through on the tip of that thing too.
0: <clears throat> beefed it up a little bit. That was a, a, a two-handed modification. Now I'm back to uh, one hand, uh, the, the lead's coming off, just leather grip <laughs> and that's it.
1: Cool. Troy, I know you've dealt with an injury for longer than you wish, but what racket are you going to
2: right now? Uh, it's still the uh, 2020. EZO 98 plus. Yeah. So I have that, um, a little bit of weight in the handle with the leather grip. It's like around 12 ounces. So it's kind of like a 98 plus tour, I guess you call it or whatever, Mm -hmm. but that's a stick of choice. But I also am looking forward to getting out there and hitting the new pure drive plus. Cool.
1: I'm still rocking that RF 97. So glad that it got a new paint job and we got new ones in stock so I could get some new frames myself, but definitely my still, my go-to still, Brit, what's your favorite
3: string and your string tension as of right now typically I'd answer vocal cyclone but i have been really enjoying uh slinko hyper g has for some reason has been i've been meshing very well with it and i'd say probably the 17 gauge so i think 17 gauge and uh tension i, mean, I keep dropping lower and lower <laughs> i'm down to like 52 53 now and probably by the next time you ask me i'll be in the High forties or low fifty or fifty. But yeah. Hi. Nice. Slinka Hyper G fifty-two, fifty-three. Cool. Tiff, what about you?
4: Right now my brackets currently struck up with Hyper G seventeen, but it's a little bit lower than Brit's. Um uh, starting at 50, uh, probably thinking going into the upper forties too there. But um that's in there, but I also really like still um a hybrid uh head reflex MLT and um daily power? Chris?
0: Um, any poly I can get in a 15 gauge. Um, like, <laughs> i honestly <work> 15L because, <laughs> you know, it opens up that 1820 pattern in my racket nicely. Um, so, yeah, I like, uh, you know, actually, I like um, Cyclone is always a favorite. Um, I'm a big fan of, we just play tested uh, Hyper-G Soft. That one felt really mm-hmm. good. Ice Code feels good. You know, and if I can Get a set in my racket, which is rare because I'm usually testing other strings in my racket. But just a set of um, Big Bang or Original Rough, probably in a 16 gauge in that one. Um, yeah,
2: very plain string.
1: Nice.
2: Uh, 48 pounds. Try for what you got? Yeah, kind of like Chris. I mean, I don't go as thick as Chris. I'm usually like uh, 125, the 16L or some brand 17. That's usually my go-to gauge. But um, yeah, I can bounce around between Hyper-G, Cyclone, I like uh, Headlinks Tour. Um, and then sometimes even the, the round shaped polys, like some of the cheaper ones that don't really get looked at too much. Signum Pro Poly Plasma is a big one of mine. Kirschbaum uh, Proline X, they're both like 7 $8. Really like those. And then Uh, A few rackets lately that have just randomly had Alu Power in it, the 125. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes you just go back to Alu Power and you're like, damn, this is why a lot of pros use this string because it feels so good. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it doesn't hold up as long as Hyper-G, but yeah, the initial phase is really nice.
1: I would also have to agree with the Hyperjuice Soft. I like that one a lot. And then also, he's not here, but one of our playtesters would want us to say Headlinks Tour. And I know a bunch of us love that string as well, so we got to put that one in the mix. It's one of the go-to favorites, but hard to get a set because it gets picked up so fast. Everyone loves that string. We nailed it. We got everything in there. You can expect to see a lot of playtests from us in 2021. Troy just shouted out some strings that we don't talk about often, but we're going to try and do a better job to educate everyone on all kinds of equipment. If it's a big brand name or a smaller name, we're working on doing more of that as well and combining with our Europe team and an Australia team. So 2021 will be exciting for us. Oh yeah! Yes, it will. <laughs> okay, now
0: every go. every day is exciting for
1: every us. Day. we, every day we day get is a to play to tennis. <laughs> now we get to go celebrate. Okay, thanks you guys for listening. If you have any questions, as always, feel free to email us at podcast at tennis-warehouse dot com and happy hitting.
0: Michelle, Michelle, I think you were the one that froze this video.
1: My internet connection's unstable.
0: (laughs) What does that say about you? (laughs)